0: Welcome to So You Wanna Be with Tammy Washington. In today's podcast, I will be interviewing Danny Rivers Mitchell. She is a coach, she is a business owner, and she's going to teach you how to start your own business from scratch. So you wanna be a business owner? You better tune in. Here's our interview with Danny. All right, ladies, so I want to welcome our guest speaker for tonight, the fabulous Danielle Rivers Mitchell. She is an amazing entrepreneur, and she has an excellent story that she's going to tell you guys about how she moved from employee to entrepreneur, and she's done amazing things. And I don't want to mess it up for her, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to open it up, Danny, and I'll let you go ahead and begin to, start to speak, and then we'll ask you some questions.
1: Okay, good deal. Can you hear me good? Yes. Okay, great, great, great. First and foremost, Tammy, thank you so much uh, for having me. I'm really excited to share my story. Anytime I get to share my story uh, to help others, uh, it's always a blessing. I would say um, about 13, 14 uh, years ago, I uh, decided that I wanted to start my own business, that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. But before I was able to do so, I was working in corporate uh, in the hotel industry, and I was—I really loved working with the industry. But I was kind broke. Any position that I've ever had, I was always promoted to leadership. And when you take on leadership roles, management roles, you end up working more than the normal forty hours a week. It turns into something like. 50 to 60 to even 70 hours a week, especially with me working um, at the Gaylord Texan Hotel, which is a convention and resort. So it brought in uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of high-profile uh, people. I found myself in the same routine every single day. It was wake up early, go to work, then get off, come home. And I always knew ever since I was young that I was supposed to do something greater and bigger, but I just could not figure out what it was. So I went to Barnes and Nobles, and I sat there, and I got I picked up a book that said 101 thousand businesses that you can start with a little to no money, and they had everything in there from starting your own um, dog walking services to babysitting to um, baking pies and cookies and things like that. None of that was of interest to me at all, but there was something that I went by and I looked at and I said, huh, I can do that. It was a cleaning service. I felt so good with saying I can do that because my mother and my grandmother and my aunt had a cleaning service when I was a child, and during the summertime, I would have to go and clean the baseboards and the windowsills and the blinds, so I knew that like the back of my hand. And it basically stated that you need $50 to start it. So I don't know how it is for you guys, but a lot of people I talk to, they have these dreams and goals that they want to achieve in regards to um, a business that they want to start, but they don't have the capital. And that's one of the number one reasons why people um, don't jump into entrepreneurship. Well, I decided that I was not going to be one of those people. I did not have the money, but I said, there has to be a way. And I was not going to go borrow the money because I didn't want to have to pay interest on that. So to start a cleaning business, I went to Walmart and bought a basic cleaning uh, supply. It was very, very basic. Um, Dish detergent for dishes, um, soap powder for the, the, the tubs, and then Windex. That was it. And then... I did not even purchase a vacuum. I said, I will use the client's vacuum in their room and their mop. And then I also created flyers. Flyers are uh, very inexpensive. It's the longer way of doing things, but it's very inexpensive. So I had to work five days a week. So I said on the weekends, on Saturday morning, I would get up 7 o'clock in the morning, and I would go from neighborhood to neighborhood passing out flyers. And what I tell you was it very, very hard yeah, it was hard. It was a lot of work because for every thousand flyers I passed out, one person called me. But I, I didn't care about that. I just needed one person to get my business started. And it was only my time. Well, lo and behold, I had one person to call me from the flyer while I was still a manager at the um, Texas Hotel. And I started cleaning her home on Saturdays, And then... I was really cool with my upper management. I said, listen, is there any kind of way that I can work on Sunday and you can allow me to take off Monday? And they were like, yeah, 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 we're slow. We're slow. We can do that. So now I had two days open. And my goal was to clean three homes on each day. So I had Saturdays I was cleaning and I had Mondays I was cleaning. Now, with just me by myself, it's very difficult to clean three homes, especially when you are as as thorough as I am. So I would um, have my friends to come and help me, or I would have my sister to come and help me. Before you know it, I had more people wanting my services. Now, I didn't have to really go back out and pass out flyers. I became a a referral. My one client referred me to her next-door neighbor, her next-door neighbor. Neighbor referred me to their next-door neighbor. I started to, to dominate the the cul-de-sac, and my um, boss came up to me and he said, "Hey, Daniel, I, uh, I want to tell you something." He said, "Listen, I got a promotion, and my promotion is to go to Nashville. Now I'm originally from uh, Mobile, Alabama, but I reside in Dallas, Texas. So the the hotel that I worked at was the Gaylord Texan Hotel, and we have they have hotels all over the United States. He was going back. their original location, which is in Nashville. I don't know if any of you all have ever heard of Opryland. Well, that's the company that I was working for. He said, listen, I want to recommend you for a promotion and you're going to get it so you don't even have to be concerned. And I said, wow, I'll think about it. He says, nothing to think about. I told him already that you want the position. So it was going to be an overnight position. And at that time, my daughter was about 15 months and I, That was just something I did not want to do. And I really enjoyed working for him. And I felt that God spoke to me and said, listen, your time is up. You've done all you needed to do here. And I was in the business of customer service working at the front desk. So I learned enough information that I can go and effectively run my cleaning business. When I went into the office, and I have five um, people there. The general manager was one of them, and some other people in HR. And they were just asking me questions, you know, in regards to me taking the night position. The first thing they asked me was, the first statement they made was, "You come highly recommended. Are you are you excited about this position?" And my response was, "I'm very excited for someone else to have that position." because I'm putting in my 2 weeks notice today. Everything got quiet. They looked at me as if I was speaking a foreign language. I walked out of that office, and immediately my boss called me and said, what in the heck happened? I told him, I said, you know what, it's time for me to start building my dreams. I had at that time already had six clients, and I knew that I was going to have more. Once I made that decision, I walked away two weeks later. My my boss said, listen, I want to hold this spot here for you, a spot where just in case your business doesn't work, you can come back. You will be greatly missed. Now, a lot of companies won't do that, but this company held that spot open for me for one year. I ended up servicing a lot of uh, people that worked at the Gaylord Texas Hotel And I grew my business overnight. It was tremendously a blessing. And I ran that business for 12 years. When I think about it now, I'm like, wow, that went by so fast. But I ran that business for 12 years. Now, before I transition, I I don't know if you want to come in, Tammy, and ask me any questions in regards to that. Well,
0: I just wanted to, um, first of all, that was fantastic and wonderful. Mm -hmm. I was. You know the whole story. Um, I'll open up to the girls. Do you guys have any questions about the first part of her story? Because it gets even better. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It, it sounds no, great you. though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here with my mouth open. So at the part where they held her job for a year, that's awesome.
1: Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, I, I was a big deal. I was good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can you tell me a little bit ago, your thought process? Because I'm
0: obviously, you know, we've been talking a lot about putting in the notice, you know, and that feeling of, oh my gosh. <laughs> so what was that like? Like, did, what were the emotions that you felt when you had to actually put in the notice that said, "I'm going out on my own"?
1: I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just something just was like, do it. Something just was like, this is it. Your your time is up. And I I understand, one thing I understand, if I don't understand anything else, I understand jumping into vehicles to get you to the next location and then jumping out of that vehicle to get in another vehicle to take you to the next uh, location Mm -hmm. to reach your ultimate destination. I honestly, you know, tapped into my spiritual center and just really had conversations with God. I knew when I sat back that I didn't like working 12 to 16 hours a day. One of my turning points was when my my boss, I was sick and I had the flu, like literally literally had the flu. And Benny Hinn was coming in, and he brings in people from all over the world. We had over 1,500 people checking in in the hotel. We were not allowed to leave the the front desk to even take a break. And – I was on my feet as a manager for 18 hours straight dealing with this, this madness. People who came from, like, India, you know, Croatia, who just believe that they're going to be healed by this man who didn't have money. I'm trying to help them, for my customer service at the Gaylord, and just really being stressed out. And then having my husband to call me saying, when are you coming home? You know, I got a 15-month-old baby there. And that started weighing heavy on me that I was not seeing my daughter. But one of the points where I just said enough is enough, that they assisted me in making that decision, Tammy, was that one day we were busy, like usual, and I received a phone call from the daycare. And they said, your daughter has 102 uh, fever. I said, Oh my God, I'm on my way. So I hang up the phone and I immediately started getting my belongings. And my boss stopped me. He was like, Hey, what's going on? I said, Listen, my boy has 102 fever. I got to go. He said, There's no one to cover the front desk. And I looked at him. I was confused. I'm like, I'm telling you that my baby is ill. And I said, well, my daughter's sick. I I have to go. He said, where's your husband? Get your husband, get your daughter. Right then and there, I knew that that wasn't wasn't a great setup for me. When you would stop me from going home and basically tell me my job is on the line, let me just let you know, I left. I came back to a job, and they still held, held my job for a year. But, it was small things that were let, that was letting me know that that was not my mission. My mission was bigger and better and greater than that. That was just a stepping stone. I learned a lot of things from the Gaylord uh, Texan Hotel that I would have never learned nowhere else. Customer service is top notch, and I'm thankful for that because now I utilize that in my business today. And I'm grateful for being able to work at the Gaylord.
0: Love it. Love it. And so you so you had this, the cleaning business for 12 years. And then what was that next transition? What was that next vehicle? Okay. Whew.
1: Okay, ladies. I'm going to tell you. I created this job. I created this business that turned into a job for me. My 12 to 17, 18 hour shifts was nothing compared to the, the blood, sweat, and tears that I put into this cleaning business. Uh, it was instant gratification for me to be able to to pour into the lives of other people. And and, and one of my my taglines with uh, Elegant Domestic Services for 12 years was to, to add value to the family. See, I didn't sell cleaning service. I didn't I didn't sell that. Even though I had cleaning service, I didn't sell it that way. I sold it as Elegant Domestic Services, giving your time back so you can spend more time with your family. But I was not living that. So I wasn't walking in my truth. I will leave 6 o'clock in the morning to get to my office. And then I will return at 8 and 9 o'clock at night after uh, getting the girls, you know, um, balanced out and refilling all the equipment up and writing the schedules out for the next day, it turned into a complete disaster. I was straight losing it. I, I I wasn't myself. I had let myself go. I was everything was everywhere. It was very chaotic. Now was the money good? Yes. But I was too tired to spend it spend it. I was not only managing employees, I was managing, you know, the, the clients, I I was doing the white glove treatment for every client's home. It was really hard for clients to have seen me first and for me to grow and not have other people in their homes. They're like, no, we want want you, Danielle. Uh, We really don't know your employees. We like your cleaning. And that was like one of the most challenging parts because every time I hired someone, it was they don't clean like you. So I felt obligated to always be present. Um, the bad thing about it, Tammy, is that throughout this uh, this time, this 12 years, I've had family members to pass. I've had family members to graduate, family members to give birth, um, family reunions, and I missed them all because I was so afraid to leave my business. I was so afraid that my business would collapse if I left to go to my grandfather's funeral. My grandfather passed away four years ago, and I didn't go to his funeral. I still have to deal with deal with the reason why I did not go to his funeral. I can't get that back. I wasn't thinking that if if I left, you know, I can always get another client if they decide to to, to drop me. It, I created a job for myself, just like if I was working in corporate. And I didn't have the days, and if one of my family members passed, they're like, no, you you, you can't go. You don't have the days. I just duplicated that. My marriage started to fall south. Um, my, my daughter, even though she was young, I can tell she had a closer relationship with my husband because I was all about work, 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 work. And then... Something happened within my marriage. And me and my husband decided that we were going to get a divorce. So I took my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, and I left. And I I, fled Texas in the middle of the night, and I took my daughter to Atlanta, Georgia, with with $5,000 for my name. I sent an email to over 120 clients letting them know that Elegant Domestic Services no longer existed. I was so unhappy. I just needed to get me back. I lost me. When I got to Atlanta, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't want to ask for any help from my, my husband for child support or any type of financial support because I knew the law, I knew the laws of, and that I would have to come back and be here so it will be best for the child. I did something that I thought I would never do and I and I feel like I'm going off a little bit but, I, but I'm going to reconnect a, a person that has four degrees that did not have a support system in the Atlanta area, I made a decision that I had to get a job, and I couldn't afford to work a nine-to-five job because I needed to be there for my daughter, and child care is very expensive. But, again, I never let that stop me. I've always had the mindset of if you want something to happen, you can make it happen. I went in a suit and applied for a job at the Waffle House, and they asked me, are you sure you want to work here? You have seen." overqualified, and I told him I, need, I may be overqualified, but I need the job. For two weeks, for two weeks, I had to train and watch other servers take the tip money. And during this time, after being in Atlanta for, for three months, for the first two months, I I did have my godmother there. But after that, I ran out of money really quick for, for paying two car notes and taking care of some other bills that I need to take care of. Me and my daughter survived for two weeks off a of $5 footlong from Subway. I remember watching my daughter eat her six-inch. And she would say, Mommy, aren't you going to eat? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to eat. But I'm going to eat after you finish eating. And one of the reasons why I did that, because I wanted to make sure she wasn't hungry, she, that she was full. Because if she was still hungry... I could have gone longer without food. Now, I turned the Waffle House. Within the six months that I was there, I treated it like it was a career. And I turned my entire life around in six months to where I was able to take care of me and my daughter. The great news is that me and my husband got back together. I came back to Texas, and I said, listen, I'm not going to do the business the way that I did it last time. I'm going to restart Elegant Domestic Services. I restarted Elegant Domestic Services, and I received all of my clients back. And my business skyrocketed. And it was absolutely amazing. But then I started to see where I was hitting that wall again. To where I felt like I had to be there because of the high turnover, you know, w- within the service business, it's a very high turnover. So I said, you know what? If I work harder, I can hire more quality people. So I did this one time and one time only, ladies. I had about fifteen clients in one neighborhood, and I said it was it was some new houses that was on the back street. I said I'm going to go and introduce myself to these new homeowners and let them know who I am because I want the entire neighborhood before someone else gets those clients. I knocked on four people' doors. The first person was Brandy. Um, I think her last name is Hartwell. She is uh, a, a cast member on Basketball Wife L.A. or California. She answered the door. I didn't know who she was until you hear recently with her being on television. And I introduced myself basically saying, hi, my name is Danny Ruiz Mitchell. I'm the owner of Elegant Domestic Services. She's wanted to introduce myself to you. We provide house cleaning services for majority of the um, residents in this area and would love to service you as well. Give us a call if you need us. And she said, I, I will. Thank you. The next house, I knocked on was a guy by the name of Johnny Winfrey. And the woman said, I'm sorry, my my daughter and son-in-law is not here. They're actually out of the country. But I'll make sure I give your contact information to them. The other homes, no one answered the door. That was the first and last time that I did that. Six months later, I receive a call. And this lady says, hi, you came to my house my mom uh, gave me a flyer and she said that you had a cleaning service. I would love to get an estimate. I said, well, I really don't remember that, but okay, I do do in-home So I went to her home and once I went there, I said, oh, I don't remember. This woman held my flyer for six months. We serviced that client three times. And... I could not figure out what the clients did. They were always happy. The kids were happy. They were always traveling. And when I want to know something, I asked. So I asked the man of the house. What do I do? He says, I don't have time right now, but you can take a look at this DVD. I looked at the DVD halfway, and it was everything that I ever wanted. Freedom. Fun and fulfillment. It was a network marketing company by the name of World Ventures. And I stopped the DVD and I said, I want in. And I joined right then and there. And then I showed it to my husband. And then he joined and got a spot. Because what's better than one check, two checks? And 6 months into World Ventures I sold my cleaning business that was almost 2 years ago Let me tell you I did not know what I know now My first training with World Ventures I was sitting in my seat and this um Johnny, when we came out, and said, listen, we have a celebrity guest speaker here. I don't want anyone to move. Do not get out your seat. He's here just for a short period of time. I just want him to share some inspiring words. I was sitting in the front row, and international speaker Les Brown walked out. And I had never seen Les Brown in person. And when he walked out, I mumbled to myself, oh, my God. I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I had always wanted to be a motivational speaker ever since I was a little girl, but I did not know how I could fund that. I thought if I started my cleaning business, I'd make a lot of money from that, and then I would be able to afford, you know, to do my passion or my mission. But I did not know me saying yes to a network marketing company that I will be able to meet Les Brown and that I would travel around the world inspiring and empowering women. See, a lot of times, more times than not, when we ask God for something, we miss it because we think it's supposed to be packaged a certain way. Because I made this decision two years ago, I was able to take 28 trips last year. Because I made this this decision two years ago, I am a motivational speaker now. Because I made this decision two years ago, just by saying yes to an opportunity, I am living my dream. I just returned from Australia. I was in Australia for 30 days, loving life. I don't clock in don't clock out for no one. I know for a fact that I would never, ever have to do that again. Because I know what is possible, and I know what is for me. Was I scared to walk away from elegant domestic services when I had over $75,000 coming in a month? Yes, I was afraid. But I understood my passion was much bigger than a job that I had created for the second time. Now, I get to spend time with my daughter, and now I have a son. He's never been in daycare. Know why? Because I take care of him, because I can. I don't have to rely on a daycare. I don't have to rely on some stranger seeing his first step, some stranger he- hearing his first word. I miss that with my daughter i refuse to miss that with my son. And if I decide to have any more children, I refuse to miss that. Those memories are for me and my family. I get to do the things that I want to do because I made a decision that I was not going to lose. I made a decision that I was going to play full out, that I was going to go all in and be unapologetic about why my creator created me. Last year, I was able to go to Guatemala twice and build a bottle school, literally with my hands. I never imagined that I would be able to do that. But because I said yes to this process, I was able to build a school that's going to outlive me and serve hundreds of thousands of children that would come through that community. I knew that I was always an entrepreneur. I just had to make a decision that I wanted to start then versus later. Tammy, are you there? Yes,
0: girl. I'm just listening. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I tell you she was fabulous? (laughs) That was great. Uh, Thank you. Uh, And she is, you know, like, what have we known each other for about a year now? And I would say, like, she is probably one of the most inspirational people. You know how you just meet somebody and you're like, this is my sister right there. This is my sister. (laughs) Um, But thank you so much for sharing all of that with us and taking us really through the the journey. I really, really appreciate it. And I wanted to talk to you um, just a little bit because, first of all, I love the fact that you were very open and honest about when you first stepped into entrepreneurship, you created another job. So that's what happens right. to a lot of us. You know, we we just, we just fall into the same habits and we create another job. And really, the whole reason for us doing this is that we want to create freedom for ourselves and, and be able to <laughs> build the lives that we really want. So thank you for that. Um, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, if you can share just really quickly, like maybe in five minutes, because... Um, one of the things she didn't talk about, guys, in her MLM program or um, her MLM business, she's extremely successful. So you guys know how, like in Mary Kay, they get the paint Cadillac. Well, in World Ventures, you get a silver BMW. So every time I go, look, I get to pick up in her silver BMW, <laughs> and I'm like, "Girl, you are fabulous," you know. And you know, it's fully paid for. So can you talk to them a little bit because where we are right now in the program, they are just starting to create their products and they just had a challenge this week to reach out to 100 people to try to pre-sell their product. So any advice that you, could you give them to them about reaching out
1: and really um, offering their services to people? Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, I do have the BMW. My next goal is that G-Wagon, that Mercedes. Uh, I, I plan on having that the first of uh, 2015. I've always wanted that uh, vehicle. Um I'm really good at connecting with people. I'm very genuine and not scripted. You have to tell people exactly what it is that you want, but you also have to remember that you have to think of them like what is in it for me. You have to position yourself with the result versus trying to sell them. Tell them the result first, and then they will be willing to invest in the process, right? right. So I have a um, a mentor by the name of uh, Lisa Nichols, and I know that Sammy uh, has uh, met Lisa Nichols and uh, done, done some things um, with her speaking right program. She has this process called uh, the Snap, and I I would recommend that y'all go on to YouTube because she's a perfectionist with that, and it's Lisa Nichols. Snap, and she would show you how to communicate what it is that you do with the result first. Then they they would be more than willing to join in on the process. So I actually, I'll put that into my network marketing business. Uh, I'm really good at co-marketing. Everyone is afraid to do, you know, go out and just speak to people that they don't know. Me, I love it. It's like It's like a snack for me. I literally get up every single day as if if I'm going to work. I dress up, put my clothes on, and I step out with the intention of meeting 10 new people a day. I don't care if it's someone's dog. I'm going to know that dog's name, and we're going to have a little conversation. So when I approach someone, I typically approach them with a compliment, uh, maybe the hair, um, uh, maybe their perfume. And it's genuine. If they don't smell good, I'm not gonna say that. You know, I don't do everyone I don't do everyone like that. I, I'm a connection person. So if I feel some type of energy from that person then I would approach them. Like I go to Starbucks and I get to see people on the regular there that come there because Starbucks is like the new the new office. I ask people what it is that they do. And if that's their goal, that's their mission, I ask them their desires. And then that opens that opens the door up for you to be able to say, well, you know what? This is what I do. I provide X, Y, and Z services. Are you interested in that process? Like, for instance, with my network marketing company, when I'm out, someone may say, you're just a a, a, a bowl of energy. What do you think I do? I tell them, I teach people how to make money while they sleep. I teach people how to make money on multiple time zones. I teach people how to take four- to five-star vacations at two- and three-star prices. Would you happen to know anyone that would be interested in that process? Now, someone who's say, well, I'm, I'm interested in that. in that. They don't feel like they're being sold to. Every time that I've done that, I've. Been able to recruit that person either into the product or the product and the rep portion. Tan,
0: you there? Mhm. Yep. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt. That is amazing. That is amazing. Thank you for that. And, um, and ladies, I just went on YouTube and I posted in our group um, a video of Lisa Nichols doing Snap, so that you guys can take a look at that. And I apologize for their, the echo. I don't know why don't there's know an why echo. But thank you so much for that. And I think that's a great way, guys, especially as you're getting out there and you're starting to put the word out about your products so that you have these businesses. That is a great way to um, kind of get conversations started. So I definitely think that we will be using that. So thank you so much, Danny. Um, I want to open it up the ladies in the mastermind. Do you guys have any questions
1: for Danny. Don't be shy, ladies. You can ask me questions.
2: I won't bite. Um, I don't think... Go ahead, Diamond. I'm sorry. Oh, no.
1: Sorry.
0: I was just saying I didn't have any questions, but I just um think it was a good point um that I could take from personal. It's just literally like getting up every day and uh, making a goal to meet so many people. So thank you for sharing that.
2: You're welcome.
1: Absolutely.
2: Hey, I was I was gonna say the same thing. I I never really thought about it that way. I'm not shy at all. Um and so I don't mind meeting people my grandmother says that I've never met a stranger. It never occurred to me to turn that into a sale. So I appreciate that. Um the other thing is when you realized that you had turned your business into another, basically, I think you called corporate job. I don't remember you saying how long it took you, and maybe I was I was taking notes, so I might have missed that part. How long okay. did it take you from that realization to to saying I got to make a change? Twelve years. Say that again. I'm sorry. Twelve years.
1: Twelve
2: years. The entire. Okay. Oh, you realized it at the very beginning. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. You know
1: how sometimes people say, I'm creating a monster? I'm creating a monster. You get signs. We all get signs that we ignore. Like, if, like, for instance, if you are in a challenge relationship, you get signs from the beginning, but we tend to ignore it. See, the word entrepreneur is so sexy to me. And it sounded so independent. It sounded so important. that I ignored the signs. And it took me 12 years to make a decision that enough is enough. I almost lost my marriage behind it. I don't want it to take y'all to you all 12 years. It doesn't have to be. So when someone asks me to share my story, I share it because I want you to know, trust you. If you reflect over your life, you will see where you were able to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Don't do, don't be me. Don't do the twelve years. To... Okay. I tried to make work over and over and over and over again, but that wasn't my mission. Now my network it's marketing mine. that allows me to travel around the world and then I'm able to speak at the same time. I don't call this a job. My mother goes, Hey, you working today? I said, Mom, I don't have a job. She said, Well, you be speaking and traveling, don't you? I said, That's not a job. I don't look at it, don't it as a job. a job. A job that's is top over broke. broke. I have a perspective of income coming in. My multi level market, um business funds my passion.
2: So that's about it. That's it. Okay. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: And can you, because I know you have to leave um, in a few minutes, but can you just tell them really quickly um, how they can find out about you and about, um, oh, uh, also about your Black Girls Travel Club? Uh, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I made way
1: before I joined World Ventures, which is a travel club. It's called Black Girls Traveling Too. I created it because I wanted to inspire and empower and motivate and educate African-American women to travel more. I personally believe that the more you travel, the more you start to broaden your horizons. You step out of your, your backyard and you begin to open up. I mean, when I went to Australia, I just absolutely fell in love with Australia. They they are totally different from the, the United States. Their culture is just absolutely amazing. I can't even really see myself living there. Now, on Facebook, the group is called Black Girl Travel 2. And let me tell you how you can identify that. It should be com slash travel 2 it would be a profile picture of a heart. It's a globe, but it's shaped. It's shaped in a heart um, shape. And then um, the larger picture is uh, a passport, a black girl with a passport. I'm all about family. I'm all about inspiring women. Yeah, Even as a speaker, that's, who, that's my target market. I want to inspire and empower women to become the best versions of themselves. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at my uh, fan page, Danny Rivers Mitchell. Www.facebook.com. Danny, that's www.facebook.com. facebook. com/danny. That's with two ends and a Y. Rivers Mitchell. And that's with
0: two L. Great, thank you so much, Danny. I really appreciate you coming on to the call tonight.
1: Oh, anything for you, Tammy, you're totally
0: amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, ladies, so you have your challenges for the next week. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, close it up. We're about 10 minutes over. So you have your challenges for this week. If you have any questions about your challenge, you can always remember that you guys can post questions in the Facebook group or you can contact me. I like, I kind of want you guys to post in the Facebook group. That way if other people have the same question, everybody's getting the answer at the same time. Uh, so with that said, thanks so much, and I'll see you guys again next week um, the same time. Thank,
2: Thank you, guys. you so much. Thank All you. Right. Have a good night. You too. You too. Bye-bye.